Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is the third in a series. Our first question was, who is God to you? Second question was, who are you to God? But now it's time to take a look and figure out what does Jesus have to do with these questions? Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, pick up your running shoes, your knitting needles, your crochet hooks, but probably not all at the same time, and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzelo, and I serve at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so as we said, the last two questions were, who is God to you, and then who are you to God? Uh-huh. And this week, we're talking Jesus. There you are. And I have a little, like, preamble that okay. I want to put out there. And I haven't discussed this with you. I just said I want to put a preamble in there. Mm-hmm. For a lot of folks and maybe some of the people who listen to our podcast, because either they know us personally or they are here in the Northeast region of Portland and they know that Central Lutheran is a safe harbor and a safe place for a lot of communities that have not historically been safe in the church, Mm -hmm. the name Jesus and talking about Jesus can be really scary Yeah, and really hard to hear. And conversations like this, who is Jesus to you and how does Jesus fit in your life, can bring up a lot of kind of sick at the stomach feelings that have to do with historical oppression and things that have been said to individuals throughout a lifetime. Mm. And I want to call that out. Okay. I want to say that this conversation, we're going to say the name Jesus a lot, and we're going to be talking specifically about Jesus. And I want to kind of slog into it knowing it's uncomfortable for many people and that it can be painful and hope to be able to offer something that makes it less so. However, for those for whom hearing the word Jesus over and over again would be really hard and painful, it is totally okay to not listen to this podcast today. Oh, absolutely. It's totally okay to skip on to another one, come back later, pick up next week's podcast where we talk about something we haven't even decided yet. Mm-hmm. Go right? back to the one on yarn. Go back to the one on yarn. <laughs> right. We have well over 100 podcasts to listen to that may not have the same kind of situation to it. And I want to encourage folks who are intrigued by this question, who want to hear from a progressive Christian point of view who Jesus can be in a life to stick around if you have the capacity and the heart space to do so. But know that you don't have to, and it's okay. Excellent. Okay, now that all said, my question to you at the outset is, what are we talking about here with Jesus? Mm -hmm. Because I think for many, it gets wrapped up in... Jesus being very similar to God, depending on your understanding of Mm -hmm. them. And when I think of Jesus, I'm just thinking of the dude in the Bible. I don't necessarily think of him as being all around me. It's like Mm. he was here, he lived, he died, he went to heaven. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily the same understanding like God is all around you kind of thing. Mm. Mm -hmm. So what are we talking here? Great question that is hard to answer, <laughs> right? Like I, it, We wouldn't need a podcast without that. Right? I think it's a big question. I think what I want to get at is 
this bigger, deeper question of who is Jesus to you. When we talked about who is God to you, we talked a little bit about trying to separate God from church uh-huh. and organized religion. Uh-huh. And I think in some ways with Jesus, we need to sit down and, and unpack a whole bunch of different things. And I don't know that we'll unpack them on the podcast, but as individuals, we need to unpack it. So Jesus to someone could be a word that triggers an automatic response. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. right? Or Jesus is a jerk, or Jesus is ammunition tossed at me to make me feel like I deserve to die, or Jesus is a historical figure that has been mildly verified within archaeological evidence, mm-hmm. or Jesus was a Jewish rabbi in early first century Palestine, right? So there's a whole bunch of different ways of who Jesus can be to someone. Mm-hmm. We, we wrote down on our little like note sheet, we can talk about Jesus theoretically. Mm-hmm. We can talk about Jesus biblically, historically. We can talk about Jesus as a savior, as a teacher, as a religious zealot. Mm-hmm. We could talk about Jesus as a myth. A healer. A healer, absolutely. Jesus as a healer. Jesus as a preacher. Jesus as one in a long line of people who at that time period, died and rose again. It was a common theme in story at the time. So there's so many different ways. You could talk about Jesus as a punished criminal. Sure. All right. He was tried and found guilty. So Jesus as criminal. Jesus as an immigrant. Jesus as an immigrant. Jesus as an asylum seeker. Mm -hmm. Jesus as a, a carpenter. All kinds of different things, right? Ways to look at who this person was in history and in our lives. And I think, again, kind of like the conversation about who is God to you, that it's just important to be honest Mm -hmm. about who Jesus is to you. For a long time for me, Jesus was a historical figure who was a good teacher, Mm -hmm. right? I wouldn't necessarily have said Jesus is my savior or Jesus is my reason for what I do. Sure. I wasn't comfortable with that, Mm -hmm. partially because of how Jesus has been used in our culture Mm -hmm. to shame and manipulate and degrade and harm people. Well, unfortunately, like many fairly innocent things, it's been weaponized. Oh, totally. Mm -hmm. And I would say that Jesus isn't innocent. Mm -hmm. And that's where the power of this itinerant non-violent, rabble-rousing, system-changing, world-turning-upside-down Palestinian man in the first century, his power can be depleted by weaponizing him. Sure. Right? The radicalness of his message, what he taught and how he lived, is best diminished by containing, defining, and weaponizing him. And colonial Christianity, which came to North America 500 years ago, has done a bang-up job of that. Mm -hmm. Because when you go back and list that list, Uh in our current culture, that would be the first person on any sort of watch list for any airline. Mm -hmm. And that is not how the conservatives would like you to believe it is. And it's not to cast a specific negative against conservative Christianity. Mm -mm. I do cast a negative against the interpretation of colonial Christianity. I think that's incredibly fair. 
And that came through the Roman Catholic Church, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right, when it came with Christopher Columbus. So it's not just modern Christianity. It's what came to North America and became embedded in the root Mm -hmm. core religious system here and has grown into something that does not match with the Jesus of the Bible. So in some ways, as we talk about who is Jesus in all this, I want to try and encourage people to get first through their own layer of like, who is Jesus to me? Well, that was going to be my question to you. Is this sister set of questions that you're asking who is Jesus separate from who is God in both of those versions? Who is Jesus to you and who are you to Jesus? Or is it something separate? No, I think you can absolutely do that. Okay. Now, we believe in a holy trinity. Mm -hmm. Uh, We could take this then to who is the Holy Spirit to us. Okay. And who are we to the Holy Spirit, right? We can take a look at each of those Trinitarian kind of relationships. And in some ways, that's what the creeds are supposed to be doing. Okay. (laughs) Right. In some ways, that's exactly what the creeds are supposed to be doing, is to help us kind of understand that relationship back and forth with each part of the trinity. Okay. And it's important to have individual meditation time on these relationships because who I understand Jesus to be impacts my Christian identity. If I say I am a Christian, that means I believe in Jesus. I believe that Jesus was a human being who was fully divine, yet fully human, who lived in the first century, who was arrested and tried who was killed, and who rose again. It says that I believe that there was a person named Jesus who was a healer and a community organizer and a community healer who changed this world. And I believe those things. And I can skirt past it. I can avoid that by just talking about God. Mm -hmm. But I'm a Christian. I believe in Christ. I believe in Jesus. So I've got to take the time to say, well, then what does it mean that I believe in Jesus? Who is Jesus to me in my life? That's a tough question. It's a big question. And I think that's part of what I want to say is that that's a big question. Uh And it's a hard question for progressive Christians to dive into sometimes. And it's a hard question for people who have been harmed by the church Mm -hmm. to dive into sometimes. So I find this fascinating because just a couple of podcasts ago Mm -hmm. we were talking about the old testament Mm -hmm. and how you at least in this particular congregation don't preach on the old testament as much you preach on the gospels yep which to me means you're bringing up jesus a lot a lot and yet at the beginning of this podcast you're talking about how jesus is not a word that you throw around lightly or easily. And in your sermon on Sunday, this past one, you were praising the Meghan Markle, Prince Harry pastor Mm -hmm. for boldly using the name. Mm -hmm. Bishop Curry just preached Jesus. How does this all fit together? How can it be all these things? Uh. And I know you're going to say both and, (laughs) but go further. (laughs) I would say that since studying under Len Sweet for my doctorate, I have been forced in a good way to learn how to preach Jesus without apology. Okay. And to reclaim Jesus. And that's a good thing. So where does the apology part come from? It's the caveat I put at the beginning of this. Okay. 
right? I mean, it's the apology of feeling like my closest friends, the people that I spend time with outside of the parish who Mm -hmm. are not my members, who are my closest friends, the majority, the vast majority of them, I'd say nine out of 10 are not Christian. Mm -hmm. Many of them are closer to Wiccan. Mm -hmm. They don't have a relationship with God and a Trinitarian understanding, and they certainly don't have a relationship with Jesus. Because the well, damage that has been done in their lives. I think it's the weaponized version of it's Jesus. It's the weaponized name. That they version. have the relationship with. Yeah. Totally. And so when I use the name, sometimes I feel like apologizing mm. because my closest friends have been so hurt by this name. Sure. Hence the caveat at the beginning of this. Sure. <laughs> right? And as I have studied and as I have spent time reclaiming and relearning Jesus from the scripture and from the first century and non-colonized versions, I have learned to see the power and the value of who Jesus can be when not weaponized or used to harm others. I have seen the joy and the abundance that can come in the message of grace that comes from Jesus. I have seen the courage and the strength that people who see the nonviolent countercultural work that he lived and breathed in an occupied land. Mm -hmm. When Bishop Curry preached and just preached Jesus, (laughs) people listened and they were filled with joy and hope. And that's what I think Jesus is about. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I want to be as a preacher now. I preach Jesus much more now than I did five years ago. Yeah. Much, much more. And I'll say the name Jesus now much more. (laughs) Like, I don't say Christ as much. I used to almost exclusively in my sermons use Christ. Oh, that's fascinating how that can be just enough of a shift mm-hmm. huh but that's a change or uh-huh. our messiah or uh-huh. savior right get away from the name but now i'm gonna preach jesus because when i can come back to who he was in our scripture there's so much hope there there's so much hope there even for right now uh-huh but it's hard oh yeah it's definitely hard Well, I think it goes back to most things that when you have the positive attitude towards something, good things come from it. Mm -hmm. But if you're determined that it's going to be a bad, of course it's going to turn out poorly. Yeah. So I think if you're taking it and you're using it with an open, hopeful, upbeat message, only good can come from that. And rooted, Mm -hmm. rooted in solid scripture and theology. We will link Bishop Curry's wedding sermon. Yes. So if you visit our page at centralportland.org. If you were on this side of the country and elected to sleep in that morning, (laughs) which is perfectly acceptable. It was very early. That sermon was shared so many times afterwards. So if you missed it, we will have a link to it. If you're listening via a podcast app. Go Google Royal Wedding Sermon. Mm-hmm. You'll find it, I promise. You'll, you'll find it. The African-American gentleman preaching Jesus. That's the one you're looking for. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so I kind of have two last questions. Okay. So I'm going to try to roll them into each other. <laughs> because of who you are, this is where I'm wondering how these two dovetail together. Okay. Because you are Pastor Amanda. Right. Does the strength of your belief in Jesus matter in who Jesus is to you? Hmm. Nice retooling of that question. Why, thank you. Hmm. No. Because grace. Ah. I gotta go there. Falling back on grace. I I love it. I gotta fall back on grace on that. In that I think that Jesus has always been the same through all of the centuries. And even through our weaponizing and shifting of who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. Jesus has always been the same. And it's not about our belief. It's not about the strength of our belief. It's not about our abilities. It's about Jesus himself. And God working through Jesus and who Jesus is and how Jesus changed the world. So I don't think it's about my strength, to which I say hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) I think there are many people saying Um, that. (laughs) Right? And who Jesus is to me is still someone that I'm trying to figure out. Mm -hmm. A mystery and an inspiration and a guide and a challenger and a hope and a promise and a sustenance and uh, an example. And some days I like Jesus and some days I think Jesus is a jerk because I'd much rather be scanning products at a counter that I don't even have to think about Mm -hmm. rather than putting things on the line. But Jesus Mm -hmm. doesn't let us sit back and relax. So Jesus can be a lot of things. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about who Jesus is to us. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I, and thank you all for joining us. If you have some thoughts on these questions, we would love to hear from you. You can always reach out to us at podcast at centralportland.org. Leave us a review on iTunes or reach out to us on Facebook. We would love to hear from you. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what.